everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. I feel very strongly about providing and making sure that we make sound decisions because I care so much about my mm-hmm. team slash family and how successful they are. Yeah. Like there's a whole lot of responsibility that and pressure that I feel mm-hmm. to make sure that they have the life that they want, right. just like I have the life that I want. Welcome to Hustle and Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we are two sisters who have started multiple businesses together. And yes, it is as messy as you think. Because we know that starting a business isn't easy. I mean, we've done it four times. And on this show, we talk about the ups and downs of the hustle and the reward at the end of the journey. And this year, we're talking with our guests about three important topics in our entrepreneurial journey, like team building, work-life balance, and how to recover from tragedy, both in business and in life. But up first is team building, because we know that as business owners, we're only as strong as our weakest link. We'll be talking about how to build, motivate, and empower your team. In our last episode, we talked with Nina McCaskey about why she prefers having a small team and how that affects her employees in business. So this week, the two of us are talking about the lessons we learned from Nina about business and life and some of the mistakes we've made along the way. Well, I love that interview. I knew Nina would be amazing. I know. I always love talking with Nina. I know. I find her endlessly entertaining. Yeah. And I appreciate entertaining people. Well, I think entertaining, but I also feel like she is just so genuine. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just refreshing. Yeah. Like she's not afraid to say how she feels. Or feel how she feels. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times in business, no matter what industry you're in, you hide a lot of that with yeah. your colleagues because you're afraid they're like, are they going to judge me? Is this going to make me look unprofessional? Yes. Or whatever? <laughs> and no, it's not. I mean, I don't, I don't think that at all. I don't think that at all. Yeah. I think it's like totally Nina. Like I just love, mm-hmm. I love how she's Nina, no matter what situation mm-hmm. you encounter her in, whether she's doing makeup for a client, you're at a networking event, you're doing a podcast, you're having lunch. Like it's always Nina. I know, but I think that's like so hard to do. It really is. Because I have a lot of versions of myself. I agree. <laughs> So, but overall, I think my favorite thing that I loved was just her vulnerability in it all. Like she just, I think she laid it all out there and I really, really appreciate that a lot. I could feel feel it. If anyone needs a great vulnerable podcast guest, Nina's your gal. No, but I I just loved it. I think it's just like. I'm not saying that flippantly. I mean that for real. No, I mean, I just think that it's so rare Mm -hmm. in, in like this world we live in to be vulnerable. Yeah. On a public space. I totally agree. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I totally appreciate it because, like, as someone who's not overly in touch with my emotions, I find it very refreshing when people are. Mm-hmm. I love overall kind of her realization that, um, one, I loved how she talked about her purpose for building a team was not to necessarily garner her more financial success, mm-hmm. but, like, almost as an outreach to, like, hey, I have this right. way, and I think that it would benefit you, too, because mm-hmm. that's, like, totally Nina. Mm-hmm. But also that realizing that 
building her team allowed her to pursue her passions mm-hmm. and like fuel her creativity mm-hmm. and pursue new opportunities. Because mm-hmm. I think that I view our team in a very similar way right. that it allows, yes, it almost as, it allows like for maintaining what we've put in place that allows us to kind of go and pursue something different and new. Mm-hmm. And then inadvertently, it's made things better that we've put in place. Right. You know, having someone solely focused on it, mm-hmm. I think has been one of the more rewarding parts of growing a team to me. Yeah. And I think too, like kind of Nina's case, it's not that she is stepping out of her like makeup fully in terms of weddings, um, but it just kind of re- reminded her what she loved about it because her plate was not so full. Right. And I think for us, it's different. We're like, we don't want to go back to it. Like we realize maybe this isn't our passion right now. Yeah. Um, but I will say that when we started building our team out, we were still doing events when we had the team, I loved my events so much more because yeah. I could take 11 as opposed to 25. Right. And I loved those 11, yeah. you know? And so I totally see how as an owner, when you can kind of build that team and they can take some of that business and you can see them flourish and grow, be successful. You kind of remember, oh, this is why I opened this business because I love doing this. Yeah. You kind of get back to that. I like that every time I go and like assist like one of the most yeah. fun experiences recently is that at open house and I was behind the bar passing champagne mm-hmm. and interacting with our clients or potential clients or whatnot. And it was a blast. Yeah. Like I didn't re- resent it at all. Like right. I love the time spent. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I was fully present for the team and the mm-hmm. clients. And normally I wouldn't have been that way. Right. It just would have been something on my to-do list that right. I was checking off. Right. Yeah. So it allowed me to enjoy it more. Yeah. I totally agree with that. All right. So remember structuring this kind of like our overall thoughts and we're gonna talk about like what our favorite life takeaway business Mm -hmm. takeaway is and the fuck up that we can most relate to yeah right so what was your favorite life takeaway I think I said it in the podcast but like how she got so emotional about that she could get a vacation beach house for her family that summer yeah I really feel that way because we just didn't grow up with um we weren't like poor or anything, but we just didn't grow up with a lot of money. And so but we never vacationed. Like a vacation was a trip to someone else's house, like a relative's house. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's not the vacation part of it. It's just more of, I think as a kid, I never, and I wanted to be a teacher. So I knew like the writing was on the wall that either I had to marry someone (laughs) I made a lot of money or I was going to be in the same situation that, you know, we're in. And and I wasn't that I begrudged it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to lived this life because it was a beautiful life, but I just never thought I would be able to provide for our family in the way that we have. Yeah. And even in the middle of it, I mean, even in 2019, honestly, like we were barely making any money. And I just felt like, I felt like we were spinning our wheels. We were hiring all these new people. Mm -hmm. I was writing paychecks that were bigger than my own to other people. And I was like, when is this going to, when is it going to pay off? Like when's the tides going to turn? Yeah. And I think that was truly the push for us to build the second ballroom because I knew that was when the tides would turn. Yeah. Is when we could double the bookings. And we had to double the bookings by having air-conditioned, temperature-controlled space. That's right. (laughs) But no, I just really love that. I love, and I I do feel that. And I feel like when I will feel the most successful when Sam feels like he can quit his job. Yeah. And just pursue what he wants to pursue on any level that he wants to pursue it at. I did relate so much to the emotion that she felt when she was like, I was able to provide a beach house for my family. Mm -hmm. And I was able not only provide the beach house, but also be able to step away from my business Mm -hmm. that provided said beach house Mm -hmm. long enough to be able to like enjoy that Mm -hmm. vacation. And there's been a couple of times that 
uh, we've done that like for our family and like one of the first times to me was Thanksgiving when we had everybody mm-hmm. up and we footed the whole bill like mm-hmm. all the rentals all the food for everyone for the week that they were up here and whatnot and um, while there is some resentment on the back end that can build you know from that situation overall it was very positive I didn't realize how emotionally attached mm-hmm. I was to it till I was in the middle of it and had a couple of cocktails and literally like blacked out. Like I forgot the rest of the day, like woke up in my bed, had no idea how I got there. And I've never had like an overtly like emotional response like Mm -hmm. that. I've never had a drink and forgotten where I was Mm -hmm. ever like that. So I can't imagine that it was like the alcohol. (laughs) I can't, I really haven't. Cause it wasn't like an exorbitant amount, but it was just literally like how overwhelmingly emotional Mm -hmm. it was for me to Mm -hmm. have all 30 of our family members at our space celebrating our grandparents Mm -hmm. and like the things that we've accomplished because I think somewhere somewhere deep down in like my little Courtney there is something that I had to prove Mm. you know and I felt like right or wrong at that moment it was like okay Mm -hmm. like we did this thing we created this thing these people are enjoying this thing that I Mm -hmm. created at that point I felt like okay we've made it you Mm -hmm. know what I mean but then also secondary to that was like taking our parents to Universal mm-hmm. on the heels of a conference that we were doing and getting everyone's hotel rooms and Universal tickets and just like having this amazing week with them as a thank you. Obviously, they've supported us all this time, but just having the family all there in one place and knowing that like, hey, like we did this. Mm-hmm. I think it's just an amazing, amazing feeling. Yeah, it really is. So it's yeah. really resonated with that yeah. emotion Yeah, surrounding it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but then also I think kind of getting back to your point is everything that everything that we do and I'm, even to this day like when we pursue something new or if I see it, we I see a new avenue that we're going to pursue it is all about provision for me and my kids mm-hmm. and whatnot because like all of my personal success relies on the decisions that we make mm-hmm. as a business you right. know what I mean so there's not really like that safety net for me mm-hmm. you know personally and so I do have a lot of pride in that yeah. like everything that I have mm-hmm. We've created, right. you know, in our business. No, no, I totally understand that. Yeah, and I and I think that for so long because and I and I love Sam dearly, but he is a very nervous Nelly, mm-hmm. and he is very, 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 very financially conscious. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we never really got to live our lives. Yeah, like it was always just living in this fear of money. And and there are sometimes we should have been living yeah, in sure. fear of money for sure. Yeah, but there are sometimes when we didn't have to. Right. But we just felt like we needed to. And those were really hard years. And I, I look back on some and I don't regret it. Obviously, it's where we it's where we were. It's what we knew at the time. We were young yeah. um, and all that. But I don't want to live the next, you know, 10 years of my kids that same way. Yeah. I fully take credit for your pool. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I take credit for my pool. That's the only reason That's we have I'm a pool. It's like, because of my paycheck in 2021. 100%. That's, right. That's my paycheck paid for is the pool. The pool. That's right. <laughs> Bought a pool. Got a pool with it. Okay, that's not flippant. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that I loved about, like, my life takeaway was how she said her team feels like family. Mm -hmm. And I totally feel that way. Like, people aren't team. Like, for Sarah, for example. Like, I feel like we have watched Sarah grow up. I know, we have. Yeah, like, we met her when she was 20. She's Mm going to be 30 soon, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, on all those life changes that she's been through. Like, we've been a part of that. And I I feel very strongly about 
providing and making sure that we make sound decisions because I care so much about my mm-hmm. team slash family and how successful they are. Yeah. Like there's a whole lot of responsibility that and pressure that I feel mm-hmm. to make sure that they have the life that they want, right. just like I have the life that I want. Yeah. And I think that's why sometimes there are certain, there have been like certain people like on our team where I haven't felt that way on, yeah. on, on all the, all the brands. Right. And sometimes when you, when I come across one of those people and I'm just like, I don't want them to be taking any more weddings. Like <laughs> I don't want to deal with them anymore, you know? And it's not because they're like, because I don't have that connection with them. Yeah. Like I don't have that emotional, like, I really care about your paycheck. I really care about who you are. And a lot of it's because, and we'll talk about when we, when we talk about the fuck up, it's because they just weren't the right person for our brand. But at the end of the day, I when you don't have that connection, mm-hmm. it's really, really, really hard to, like, go to work with them every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, and be in their corner and fight for them because I'm just like, well, you know. It's <laughs> I feel true. the same way. I know. <laughs> She makes me sound like a terrible person. I'm not a terrible person. There's very few people in our business that have been that way, but there have been. Yeah. I mean, you know, that I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, but there's something too to be said about like interacting with people like true, on too. the daily. Like you see them, you see their in and outs, mm-hmm. like you have lunch with them, you have drinks with them, like you they're in your social circle, mm-hmm. right? Because you all work in the same office. And this is that's kind of why I like the mindset of getting away from that contractor yeah. because I think it makes that feels transactional. Yes. It feels like I'm hiring you to make mm-hmm. myself more money mm-hmm. as opposed to the fact that like I'm hiring you because I feel like you are a great asset to my team right. slash family and that we're going to do this great yes. thing together. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it totally. feels very different. Yeah. So. And you forget, you forget who they are yes. sometimes. And you're like, there'll be times and like you feel that tension and then like we'll all go out to dinner. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, yeah I do like you. Like, yeah. That was because just the, like, it was just the wrong email tone, right? Yeah. Because, because the only interaction you have with them is contractual. Like, right. oh, here's a here's yes. a job and here's me paying you. Right. So that, I don't think it makes for the best relationships. No, I agree with that. But, totally. What was your favorite business takeaway? Not that I have like the same like goal or purpose as this, but I loved her realization very early on that she didn't want to have a big team. Mm-hmm. I think there's always this scaling mindset that bigger is always better mm-hmm. and like, that everybody scales for the purpose of making more money. Mm-hmm. And I like how she kind of brought it down to it's not really about that for her. Mm-hmm. It's about, yes, you know, scaling to be able to accommodate the amount of business that she needs to accommodate, but it's scaling to the point that she still has quality control over right. it all. And I think that a lot of people lose sight of that. Right. And I thought that that was a really great takeaway is that it doesn't have to always go back to the dollar. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to always mean more is more sometimes less can be more and sometimes just understanding your personality and understanding what you can handle is gonna pay off more in the end you know it's very similar to mine when it was like I that she focused on quality yeah and I really feel like as someone who knows her well and knows her business well that's 100% the truth Mm -hmm. like you just don't ever question like when she's on your vendor team yeah you know anyone from their team is on the vendor team and I really love that it was multifaceted. It was definitely like, yes, they had the skills and similar skills and similar like mindset of, of walking into a day. Because I have been in the chair before my friend Lindsay's wedding. I hated my hair and makeup. I looked like a dinosaur. Like what? literally I had like this braid mm-hmm. and I looked like I had like a, like a ridge, like <laughs> dinosaur. Yeah. I didn't love it, you know, but I mean, I'm also like a people pleaser. I'm like, oh yeah, it's great. You know, I don't ever say anything, but 
I love that they they walk into it with that trust and building that relationship with that client to be able to say, oh, I don't love this or mm-hmm. can you change this and them not be like, well, that's just not going to look good on you. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, because it's going to make them feel good. It's going to make yeah. them feel beautiful and pretty and whatever. And and I really, really love that mindset. And I love that she found people that had that skill but had that same attitude um, yeah. and kind of that same value mindset of what beauty is. Like beauty is about like enhancing, it's not about changing. Um, and she's been, she's like a huge advocate for that in general, as she said about her before and after dislike. Um, but I really love that that was her focus was just about quality. And I think for us, that's very, we've had a hard time with that yeah. into, at, at moments. Like C&D specifically, um, we've had a hard time scaling and holding on to that quality 100%. Sure. And I feel like we're kind of going back to that now. We're like, you know what? Like if we can't do this job, like to the hundred percent, we know we can do it. It's not worth it. And this really like totally plays into our week this week, which will be when this airs, we like months ago, but we had a venue that reached out to us and was basically like, you know, we had this one issue with this client, right? Years ago, years ago, years, years, years ago. And, you know, basically we know you do a good job, but we just don't feel like it's the right fit. And I, and we haven't, taking events there because after that one instance I was like I can't do quality work at this place mm-hmm. like I can't do it like yeah. if you're not going to support me in, in the client mm-hmm. and you're more concerned with your space or your image, image or yeah. whatever that's not a good fit for us yeah. so like no hard feelings that's not a surprise to me that you're coming at me and saying this, which is totally fine. Total side note, I don't ever want to work with a vendor that I can't say, look, you really fucked this up. Can we have a conversation sure. about it? Like everyone, it's people. Like we're in right. an industry of people and people are going to make <clears throat> mistakes. Your team's going to make mistakes. And if you can't talk about it in like a real way to come right. to like some amicable resolution, like I don't want you on my team. But that's exactly why I knew there was no point yeah. in moving forward with this person because they can't have an honest conversation. Yeah. They can't. They, they literally cannot look at it and they can't be, you know, it's not even about honest. It's just about like uh, just a conversation, period. Like they're not even open to having a conversation yeah. about it, you know? I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because yeah. I just, I mean, there's been many times I've called, I've called vendors and been like, hey, like I know you. This wasn't up to par. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm blacklisting you, but like this is kind of like where we have some pain points and yeah. we can talk about if we have contributed to that pain point. Sure. Was there something on our end that we need to fix to make sure this doesn't happen again? Like we're not perfect. Yeah. You know, but it just, yeah. I mean, for sure. Like between, I mean, how many weddings have we done? Thousands, thousands. of weddings, right? Thousands of weddings. Like we are certainly not blameless in thousands of weddings. Right. As, like as a venue, as a planner, as right. a florist sometimes in the past. Like but we if you, have made mistakes. But if you come across somebody who can't say that. Yeah. Walk away. I know. Quickly. Quickly. But all that to say is I believe in that. Yeah. And I think for new business owners, that is really, really, really hard. I think most people focus on quality is important to them, but it's really hard to recognize that quality is there's only so much you can control with quality. Mm-hmm. And so when you know Nina, you know, she only works with, she has people that she works with, right? And there are certain places she will not work because yeah. she knows she cannot deliver the quality. That's her standard, right? Yeah. And that's really brave. It's, it is. I just, I feel like when you have the, like, because a lot of people, especially in this industry, and then when you first started, like, you just take everything and anything, no matter what. You're like, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. I'll be all right. Like, I can suffer through it. But she was unwavering. Yeah. 
in the quality she put out, which I thought yeah. was like really great advice. Totally agree. Yeah. So moving on to like some great advice mm-hmm. that uh, Nina gave where she was talking about when you're building your team, finding that person. Like you mm-hmm. can teach skills. For the most part. For yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't think you can teach common sense. But anyway, <laughs> but you can't really teach like values mm-hmm. and standards, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that kind of looking back at our team building journey and our hiring journey, that's where we got it wrong. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly where we got it wrong. Where we got yeah. it wrong. Where we, we totally fucked that up. Yeah. <laughs> Where we didn't really consider somebody's, like, work ethic or value. Mm -hmm. We just considered that, oh, they have this skill or ability. Mm -hmm. And I think she kind of flipped it. It's not Mm -hmm. really about the skill. It's about the the value and the work ethic. That's the most important. Yeah, and I think when I think back on it, really, I think we were too afraid to ask the hard questions before we hired the people. Like, I know you can't, like, outright ask certain things, but— we were too afraid to get to the bottom of understanding what their value system is, yeah, what their service standard was, how they viewed hospitality, because maybe we didn't want to hear the answer because we felt like this was our only solution to the problem. So we just didn't want to know that it wasn't going to work out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that. And I think, too, for me, like the – and this could be like a late-in-life thing because I'm not like, you know, a spring chicken – the older I get, the more I realize that people don't think the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't act the same way. Like, I had this general assumption, right or wrong, that people, like, most people had common sense. Or that most people, when given an opportunity, would choose the right path. Like, this is how I think about people. Mm-hmm. Or would do the right thing. Or would be honest or whatever. And the older I get and the more people that I employ or work with and interact with, I realize that we all actually all think very, very differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I considered that there is such a difference in, like, processing or the way that people reacted or interacted when they did the same thing that I did. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just not the case. Yeah. So I think that for us, when I think back on it, it was not necessarily that we were afraid. We had no vetting process. We Mm -hmm. didn't really Mm -hmm. have, like, the language surrounding that because I don't think we ever thought— that I know. something would be so wrong. But they're like with both, when I can think of two instances on hand, so we, we've had to fire people. Mm-hmm. Within the first month, we knew it was wrong. It's true. This felt like. It just felt wrong. Yeah. And we were too afraid to ask ourselves why. Yeah. And what what was off about it. And we put a lot of it on ourselves like, oh, well, maybe we didn't train them enough. Or yeah. maybe this, maybe that. And, and I'm not saying that that wasn't the case. That there was definitely probably should have trained them more. We probably should have had better onboarding. But at the end of the day, we could have trained these people till the cows come home and right. it still wouldn't have worked out because, and that's not their fault. Yeah. It doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't make them bad employees. They just don't fit within our company culture. I felt like too, I, I, had, I think I had a level of guilt surrounding mm-hmm. bringing somebody on yeah, and, and then, then saying like, oh, yeah, actually you're not going to fit. Yeah. It's like kind of like a broken promise. Sure. And I don't love that. That's fair. Yeah. So I, I think that there is because they left a full time job to work for you. Right. So then I felt guilt about I don't right. feel I don't feel the same way now. Like right. I feel like, okay, you could I would try someone out and if it wasn't working, it wasn't working. I right. wasn't gonna sacrifice everything else that we've mm-hmm. built for that person. But now we've have so much that we've built. Like mm-hmm. at that point it didn't feel like as much, right. you know what I'm saying? But now it feels like, oh, I'm actually jeopardizing ten people and not right. just three people. Right. I'm not just putting myself out, you know. Right. So I, I think there is that piece of it for me mm-hmm. is that 
one, I think I'm an eternal optimist, right? You are. And then two, that like, oh, I kind of made a promise to this person. Now I'm breaking that promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was super, super great advice. And it's actually one of the biggest things we talk about when we talk about hiring for your team is finding the right person, not the best person. Yeah. Like, because the right person is like going to last so much longer than maybe the best person. Yeah. So that was great advice. I totally agree. Yeah. Thanks everyone for gathering us today to talk about team building. To learn more and connect with Nina and Wedded Kiss, follow them on Instagram at Wedded Kiss. And to learn more about our hustles, visit us on the gram at CND Events, at the Bradford NC, at Anthem.house, and at Hustle and Gather. And if you're interested in learning more about our speaking, training, or venue consulting, head to our website at hustleandgather.com. And if you love us and you love this show, we'd be more than honored if you left a rating and a review. This podcast is a production of Earfluence. I'm Courtney. And I'm Dana. And we'll see you next time on Hustle and Gather.